You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. We keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety, here's your host, Jamie. I am Jamie, your favorite sleuth, and we are here today to give you the truth when you really need to know. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's Candace, your favorite baby sleuth. What up? (laughs) Favorite baby sleuth. The baby sleuth. Happy Thursday. It's record day. Oh, happy new year. We haven't been here since 2020. I thought that things were going to change a whole bunch and it's going to get way better and things were going to just finally fall into place. Well, that and was stupid of you. My, my, my teenage daughter, my oldest, was like, Dad, New Year's Eve, we're going to fall asleep. Everything's going to be better tomorrow. That's how it's going to work. I know. You should have been like, young lady, you take that back. Everybody needs to talk about how this year is going to be absolutely horrible. It's going to be wretched. And then maybe we'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened so far? Our capital has been attacked by domestic terrorists. <laughs> Record-setting COVID deaths. Record-setting COVID deaths. Still, we have new variants now that are out there. Disappointing vaccination results. <laughs> Don't be upset. It's gonna eventually they'll get it together. They're supposed fine. to vaccinate everybody in the world, but they've only done nine million people. Yep, and not great. You know, <laughs> that's taken a little bit longer than they thought. That percentage Trump seems fine to me. Has been impeached again. Again. So what does that mean? Okay, you were just talking about that. And so I kept hearing that they were going to, he won't get the Secret Service. He won't be able to run again. Is that because of the impeachment or is that something else that has to happen before? Or do you know? That's something else that has to happen. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm no expert on that. I was just saying off mic before we started. I started watching some of the stuff on the Senate floor, stuff I've never seen before. And I would stay up late watching it to see how the vote ended. And then I like... The night he was impeached, I woke Lori up like, Trump got impeached. And then the next morning I woke up and I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't really know what it they means. still got more yeah. things to do. It's confusing, but the way to look at impeachment is like, it's a two-step process, obviously. So the House votes to impeach, which basically means they have agreed to send him to trial. And trial takes place in the Senate. So for any of the measures that you were talking about, like for him to be removed and denied all his perks that you get as an ex-president, that would have to take place in the Senate. And obviously it's not there yet. And it's likely to all come down to Mitch McConnell, as I heard from statistics. And that means it will not happen. But it says that he's not happy with Trump either. So It's true that he's not, but his base is still very Trump, pro-Trump. So he would have I think a time. I heard a quote from him that said, he's not going to make up his mind beforehand. He's going to listen to the arguments and make his decision then, which is basically a way of saying nothing. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cheney's daughter said. What was, is her position again? I believe she's a representative for the House. Yes. Representative for the House. I don't yes. think she's a senator. She was one of the six or ten that, right. that yes. voted against party lines for the impeachment. She said, get it together. This makes no sense. I also heard a funny joke from a stand-up comedian that resonates with me. I feel like I spent the last two months gaining weight for a role that I was going to start in a movie in 2021 and then I didn't get the role. So I think that also goes how the year is starting for most people. Like what? So oh, I'm going to get that role. <laughs> oh, and the fun warnings sure. from the FBI about attacks on all 50 state capitals. Look, and, I, yeah, we didn't mention that either. I, it, it was I'm on my notes. So they didn't take the, the threat seriously. 
before the whole state capital thing. But now there have been threats, like you said, that all 50 states will be attacked on the 20th. So, I mean, I just think that's bullshit because they knew what was going to happen at the Capitol. They just didn't realize it was going to escalate as far as it did. They knew there there was everybody knew that they were coming and that they were going to try and do some crazy shit. They just didn't care. That's my opinion, I think. And I I'm personally not really worried about the state attacks because. I, I don't know how credible most of the threats are, but I think it's great that they would beef up security. They absolutely should. But I think that in general, people who are of that ilk that are part of that group are there's something deep wrong. down they're cowards is what Something's I think. So. Yeah. I think it's very ironically funny to think that we have 20,000 national troops coming in for our peaceful transition of power. Ugh. We couldn't even. I we couldn't even put the votes in. I think it sucks because just call you know, it something the same else. Just call it the transition because it's not. It's like the first not peaceful transition of power in the history of ever. So way to go, guys! I know. Talking about he won't be there. We're like Who so cares? awesome. But here's my thing: the what's his name, Reverend Warnock, and the guy in Georgia. They didn't even get any shine because I mean, they, they just took over. I just felt a little bit bad for them. I'm glad they're still there, and it doesn't take away from the win, but. I think they did among the diehard people who are into politics and stuff. I was all excited at the beginning. But then about three o'clock when, you know, they started storming the Capitol, we weren't talking about that anymore. Luckily, they're both candidates that I think are genuinely there to do the job. They're not about, they don't care that they didn't get any fanfare because they're like, now we're going to change shit. Christian (laughs) man. And a Jewish man. Yep. So... Yeah, same God. Debatable. And it makes you, it made me wonder, like (laughs) the woman who lost against him... Voted against party lines. It yeah. made me wonder, would she have not done Kelly that? Kelly Loeffer. Had she Loeffler, had to keep. Ugh, I cannot stand her. She is such a racist piece of shit. I don't know anything about her. Her campaign yeah. The only thing I know about her is that on. she's like super independently wealthy. Like $800 oh, million. Dollars she's something. married to somebody that she's married to that owns like Walmart. It's not Walmart. Lord, I don't want to put Walmart out there and they're associated with those people. But they might I be. I mean, they are too. <laughs> say they might be too i did see a news report about how all these different larger companies pulled their funding from the republican party this is what i've been waiting for because we all know have a real effect because we all know that if those number one if those people were brown that it would be a totally different outcome of that whole attack number one one million percent and maybe all of the companies need to get together finally and take a step back from being so political so i'm excited that finally something may change you think companies' interests are more monetary than political? They just want to know which way things are it going. It all filters down now. That's what I say. But yeah, to after make the a while. laws that control how how different money can be spent by different corporations. That's why they have such a vested interest. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Everybody sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see anarchy. a local news story from the Seventeen Channel that's around here that mentioned six thousand people changed their voter registration after the insurrection. Good. From probably Republican to independent, maybe. It was mostly that. That's okay. wonderful. That's fine. 6,000 out of 7 million in North Carolina is not a huge number, but it does show. To but actually change your vote, to be upset enough to change your voter right. registration, that after, takes work. Especially <laughs> after the, it's not like you're going to be voting like Right, and double plus, especially because all that does is makes it so you can't vote in the Republican primary. Like it doesn't actually do anything for you. It just took away a vote of yours, if you will. Well, I'm just so, not labeled anymore I think that's awesome. as a Republican. Right. I think that's yeah. great. I think that's a very positive sign. 
So All right, let's talk about something else. I can't do this. No more. No Ugh. more political things. No. Hasn't been a great start to 2021. Absolutely not. not. You know, thought. it is what it the is. The world is garbage. I just want to make sure that we survive and that Blackman Detective Services does a great job and whatever <laughs> it is that we do. So I decided that we'd talk about everybody's favorite subject, cheating. I guess I shouldn't give them like no. You can fireworks. Your air horn noise. That's okay. We really should be like pew pew. Like all the cheater (laughs) stories sucks, but we all love them because who doesn't love a good cheater story? They kind of a lot of them remind me of like stupid criminal stories. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So Jamie was decided this is going to be the topic. She's telling us three stories which I've not heard, so that I can react. In, in the moment, because I feel like that's when I'm my most entertaining. But my role is I was like, oh, I'm going to look up like some fun statistics about cheating. Statistics. I realized most of, t- most of the statistics I found actually aren't that entertaining. More no. sad. No, not even. They were just like, yeah, that makes sense. So I still have a few, but my next plan was like, okay. And also I only came up with this plan about an hour ago. So it was that's part of the reason why it's a fail. But I was like, oh, I'll reach out to my Facebook world. I have a couple thousand friends. Somebody's got some some kind of story. I asked people to tell me <laughs> what their definition of cheating was or if they would tell me like a funny story or just like anything. I have, as of this moment, received zero replies. So either nobody... <laughs> So to me, that means either people don't believe me when I said I wouldn't use their name on the show or that uh, nobody wants to call themselves out online. Weird. All your Facebook friends are currently cheating on people. Right, exactly. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm a giant fail. I have some personal anecdotes I could tell if we need to fill, fill time. But as of right now, I'm just going to go ahead and pass the mic to you. My bad. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> You had all day to come. I, I was really tired. I took a nap. You were supposed to be up. What? Okay. So you're just going to have to get cute and get uh, creative. Oh, here. don't worry. I, I got this. Okay. <laughs> First off. And also, sorry, that also oh. gives time for people to maybe answer my Facebook post while we're recording. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody may say, if you were asking for a book for Tony, then yeah. somebody would have responded. Yeah, that I got 50 responses to. This, zero. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is a post from Candace. I actually saw one of Candace's posts. Yeah. Oh, first. Oh, one more first. Mm-hmm. So I just love my bubble tea. And I want to, <laughs> so every time I come over here, like I had a small obsession with bubble teas for a second. I was getting like two teas a week and they were expensive after a while. And I was like, I have to stop. This is becoming a bad habit. But when I come do podcasts, their little Grand Asia market is right over there on Buck Jones Road. So I slide through there and get me a bubble tea. And there's going to be a cool bubble tea that I'm going to try next time. But it's got like some kind of pudding and some fruit and bubbles. And then they have the tea and it's like a big, it looks like a big gigantic thing that they use for the noodles, but like with tea and bubbles and stuff in it. So I'm going to try that and maybe you can try it with me one day. I don't like know. Like it comes in like a faux noodle bowl, like a giant bowl. I was going to say, the way you guys can't see no, it, like she's holding her hand. I it said looks, I said that wrong. Pho. 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 Looks yeah. like she's holding a small <laughs> basketball. I'm like, what kind okay. of container is those, this? The big to-go containers that they put the Chinese food in. Those big plastic ones. Oh, like the, that. the. But it's to drink. So to me, that's a lot of liquid. <laughs> it's like a two liter. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, bubbles. I got you. I got tea. you. Yeah. We have every restaurant has them for to go like soups. And stuff. Yes. Gotcha. It's one of those, but it's a big gigantic. Yeah. One, so I was excited. There's, so was there's two boba tea it. stores. That's what they sell primarily that opened up off of Kildare Road. Not too long. 
in concession with each other. What My kids that? are obsessed with it, and I feel like it's drinking to, gummy bears. Go to Grand Asia Market because they're little tapioca pudding balls. I need to look this are. up. I feel like this is one of those things that you could probably make at home for like it is. five cents. It is. You should look into that, Joseph. It so is. your children. You have to like soak the little tapiocas, and then they get puffy or something, and that's how. So I don't know what you're really paying for. But yeah. anywho. Back to the cheaters. <laughs> I wanted to share. Everybody about my knows bubble cheaters teas. love boba tea. <laughs> cheaters love the bubble tea. Jamie's almost finished hers. Just saying, guys. <laughs> I know, and I'm. I'll, I'll sit here and look at them, but I won't chew the bubbles while I'm on air because it sounds weird. Even though that's my favorite part. So <clears> thinking <throat> about cheaters, cheaters suck, but they make for great stories. So here we go. My first story is called California High. <laughs> do you want me to do like background music or yes. something? I don't know. Cute. <laughs> Start singing like Hotel right. California. <clears throat> First thing that came to mind was the theme song from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> really? When you wake up in the morning, yeah. you think it's out of warning, and you think you'll never make it on time. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we, we get my books and I get myself looking. Okay, story time. Bus drive by. It's all right. Sorry. <laughs> probably going to get sued for some licensing, so let's not probably, say the title. <laughs> probably not. Okay, so we had a client who had been married for over five years to his high school sweetheart. She was a stay-at-home mom and completely relied on her husband's salary to provide for her and her two-year-old son. She had come, or excuse me, the subject had access to all kinds of luxuries. She went to the gym. She had spa memberships, tanning. Of course, this was before COVID. Hold on. I got a question real fast. Were they yeah. married right out of high school? Yes. So she's like early 20s. Yes. Okay, continue. Okay. And of course, she had access to all kinds of social media. While, you know, this, I, we don't know about this relationship yet. So subject ends up picking, and I call her subject because I'm not using names. And trust me, all these stories have been changed and nobody's stuff has been uh, compromised. So subject picked up a bad habit of vaping. And she, not, she wasn't just doing the regular vape juice or CBD, but it was pure C THC vape pens. So, of course, in North Carolina, THC is not legal. So the client was wondering where she would get them from because, of course, she doesn't really have a job or she doesn't have any money. So she's shouldn't be able to afford vape cartridges and pens, which I'm sure could probably get pretty expensive. Very easy to send through the U.S. mail, in case you guys are wondering. Exactly. So every time. <laughs> Not that my household would know personally, just saying. Right. So every time he would come across one of these like little pins, he would ask her, where did she get them? And she would say, oh, I got it from a friend or it's a friend of mine that left it in my car or whatever. But he could tell that she was like obviously high. He was like, as soon as she like starts walking around, I can tell that something is up with her. She's just not walking the same. I thought that was kind of weird. But you know, what? if you've known somebody since high school, don't you know what you walk? Yeah. Don't you know what your wife walks? Yeah. I just can't imagine a situation like, in which weed is making me walk funny. <laughs> they say those things are pretty potent. Maybe it just. Maybe it's like slower. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, that's it. In slow motion. <laughs> He's like, it's taking you four you. minutes to get across the living room. What's wrong with you? What's happening? <laughs> So one day the client noticed that his wife's phone was out and she had an Instagram page left up on the phone. Of course, he gets nosy, goes through the phone and notices that she's having this conversation with this guy in California. And ding, ding, ding. That's where she's getting these vape pens from. She He discovered 
So, okay, pause. So he called Blackman Detective Services, and all he provided us with was the story and this uh, screenshot of an Instagram username. So after we started doing... Question? Okay. After uh, (laughs) we did some digging, we discovered that he worked for a smoke hemp shop in California and was sending her the THC vape pens, of course, from California. With this username from Instagram, okay, so California laws are super strict. Uh, You can't really run people's tags. You can't, like, you might get an address, but that's about it. So it was going to be difficult to find the guy because not only was he using the username, which was not his regular name, we had to find out exactly who he was. So after digging and digging, we were able to identify the man where he was living in Pasadena, California. And the client took our referral for a family law attorney, had a letter of alienation of affection drawn up. And we, along with an investigator in California, located the guy and served him these alienation of affection paper to him, personal service, and recorded it. Of course, the wife was blocked from all of the guy's social medias. We're assuming that he called and broke up with her because... Why, how how does find me? I yeah. can only imagine what the conversation oh, was. Yeah. His wife was depressed for a little bit, but I'm assuming she got over it because I haven't heard back from him. So riddle me this, because once I started working with you, I as far as I know about, because I'm from Maryland, we don't, back in Maryland, there's not like an alienation of affection thing because as I understand it, it's a pretty archaic law that right. uh, North Carolina still has. Do you have to show proof that the California guy knew she was married? Yes. Okay. I was wondering, because I'm like, what if she just lied and then you find out she's married and you're getting sued? I'd be like, oh, hell no. I don't even know. (laughs) Usually whenever they file these alienation of affection suits, they don't really intend on going through with them all the way. So just writing the letter and sending the letter is enough to get the person to back up if if that's what they're going to do. So you just got to take a gamble and see if that's what you are for or and it's different per state like jamie was just on an episode of the exit strategy not too long ago which is raleigh-based law firms podcast on an episode called dirty little secrets and they talked about all this stuff in in great detail about what it is and what it isn't and as a lawyer what they need to what they need to prove etc so that'd be a good episode to check out if you want to know more yeah we did that one and i forget which episode we did of the sleuth we were also talking to another family attorney and we talked about the heart bomb torts, which are those laws that you're talking about, Candace, mm-hmm. that North Carolina has. I always call them like Bible Belt state laws. For um, sure. So, no, alienation of affection is not legal in many states, but in North Carolina. I learned is, something so. in that podcast that in our state, if you're separated mm-hmm. and you were to engage in a sexual relationship with somebody else, that was what it, it's a crime. What did they say it was like a misdemeanor? But it's one that nobody penalizes because sure. it's an old law. You're an adulteress. <laughs> You're cheating. You haul it. <laughs> it's funny. I actually do have a statistic relating to this statistic. from the Institute for Family Studies, which I find this one very interesting, actually. Okay. So imagine the, the a line graph of people who cheat and it goes by age. So starting from 18 to 29, men and women are at about the same likelihood to cheat, with okay. women being a little bit higher. So from 18 to 29, if you're married, if you're a woman, that's the age where you're more likely to cheat than your spouse, which is she falls into that age group. So that's interesting. Then question, she, some do you think some of that has to do with like postpartum? 
and all of that? I think it has to do with realizing maybe that you settled down and didn't get to have your like wild phase is my opinion. That's what I would think. Cause I think a lot of, <laughs> that's just my opinion. I think for a lot of women that can, it can happen then whereas men are just got out of school or whatever. And I feel like men at that point are more focused on making money because so as age increases, men are more like the widest gap in age is when you're in like your eighties, 80 plus men are like exponentially higher likelihood to cheat than women. So the gap is not only higher, but the percentage which men cheat is can be like in this chart, it's weird, but it's like of the people they studied or whatever, it's like 24% versus women's down to six. So it's women sow their wild oats when they're younger. And then it's, it's weird. Because by then you got kids, you ain't got time to do all that cheating. But for me, I'm like, when you're 80, that's when you start cheating. I guess maybe it's, it could also be one of those things where it's like the couple knows you've been together for so long and you're like, all right, like I'm going to go out and hook up with somebody. You cool with that? And you're like, yeah, whatever. I can like, <laughs> I can see like, that kind of being like, like, we're just so comfortable <clears throat> with each other. It doesn't really matter. Right, And you're not, still married, you know. but you might sleep in different bedrooms and stuff. And it's just, you've gotten so used to being a couple. You're like, why split up? God. See, I, I feel like, I feel so like when I am, I'm much more likely to get into whittling than I am. That's what I mean. Cheating on my spouse. I feel like I get deep into woodworking in the garage. That is so funny. <laughs> For Tony's dad's last birthday, we fully got him like a whittling set. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You kind of, that's what you imagine when you're a guy my age, what you're going to be like when you're right. 80. <laughs> so I'm this, walk my dog so, a lot. So if they're not <laughs> whittling, then they're, they're cheating, probably cheating. Probably. <laughs> So these statistics are from a general survey they did from 2010 to 2016. And so of the percent of the people surveyed, 11% of 18 to 34 year olds said they had cheated on their spouse. Then 35 to 64 year olds, it went up to 17%. And then 65 plus was 18%, which I guess makes sense in that you've had more time together. But like you might only be admitting to cheating when you're, 75, but you cheated when you were 30. So is that you know saying I mean? still that it's weird. men cheat more than women? Is that yes. what that chart yeah, is yeah. saying? So like in, of the survey, 20% of men said they had an extramarital affair, whereas 13% of women said they had. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so when in online relationships, be careful for breadcrumbing. Do you know what breadcrumbing is? I would assume... That I don't know. I have a feeling I often look at these things from the wrong side. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me what it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't leave evidence uh, around. <laughs> You're gonna cheat. Make oh, up a no. fake Instagram account. <laughs> no. So I was thinking. So breadcrumbing is whenever somebody is like acting like they're interested in you online, but they're not really. Like they're just trying to get something out of you, or they're just like using you for conversation, or they're just bored, or just sure. social media conversation this lady almost lost her whole marriage because this guy was pretty much feeding her breadcrumbs because I seriously doubt that he was really like intent okay one part that I left out one of the conversations so he confronted her about this at one point this gentleman and she was going to leave him her family <laughs> and travel to California and hang out with him and just be a starhead from just like casual so breadcrumbing would be like hey how's it going like that kind of stuff often like, yeah I what mean, you're watching on tv just not really just showing like, interest but showing or like interest. sending like like a kissy face emoji or acting i guess it's flirting by way of social media would be breadcrumbing if you like even if you don't really have an intention on creating or i can't even wrap my mind around actually flirting let alone trying to flirt <laughs> with somebody online
<laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't even know how I would flirt online exactly. You had, you had the wink and like you, godly. Yeah, but to me, that is that is a cartoon smiley face. Come the f on. Are you serious? But stop. Like, why do they have all those emojis if they don't expect you to be using them for your different emotions? I guess. I, so I play this online game because I'm a super nerd. Let's not talk about that. But anyways, so you know, you can make friends with people on it, and I have on occasion had people that have I've like become friends with in the game. Then send me a chat being like, oh, where do you live? I'm, oh, I'm in the U.S. Oh, I'm blah, blah. People will be like, I bet you're really hot. And I'm like, oh, you've gotten too I'm hard. just trying to get some extra points here. No, <laughs> I'm just trying to win the game. I'm going to need you to move on. So I guess I get that. Related statistic, apparently 10% of affairs start online these days. This is. Um, I thought that would have been so much higher. So these are 2019 statistics. 10%. Ten. Yeah, when COVID, they went up by 600%. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this is 2019. I'm sure the statistics have changed. 2020 just blew all those stats. They're gone. So yeah, this has 10% of affairs start online and that 40% of online affairs then turn into real life affairs. What's the definition of an online affair? I guess in that instance, like the story she just told, that would be like an emotional affair. An emotional affair. That yeah. makes sense yeah. to me. That's the only thing an online affair could be is emotional, right? Well, I guess it could also be video chat and things like that. You could be. Would you consider that physically cheating, though? That is, I feel like that needs its its own name. And maybe it has one and we just don't know it. But I feel like if you can see someone, that's different than seeing their text. And I feel like that's a thread and a needle. Like, whenever you guys are debating that, I'm like, remembering Clinton being like, depends on what your definition of is, is. Tony and I literally were just talking about that yesterday. It's like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) That's so funny. Tony and I were just talking about how, Tony was like, didn't Clinton get impeached just for lying? And I said, he did not have sexual relationships (laughs) with that woman. And he just turns, relations, yeah. And he he turns around and goes, it depends on what your definition of is, is. And I was like, that man's a genius. (laughs) I guess my definition would be, Mr. President, the same as the dictionaries. I don't have a separate one. Like, apparently you do. (laughs) I thought it was brilliant. (laughs) Oh. But yeah, how times have changed. All I right. guess it is a matter of perception. I feel like people ask that question when they're trying to justify their behavior. But if you're on the other side of the cheating, they probably have a sure. lot more lenient version of what oh, cheating yeah. is. Sure. I feel not that there's necessarily different levels, but different. Like it can affect the person being cheated on differently, if that makes sense. I feel like I would be more hurt if I found out you were video chatting with someone while you're both touching yourselves versus <laughs> sending, you know, emails. Yeah, and I could also see people being very hurt by like a four-year really deep emotional relationship that never got physical. I think it depends on what would be very hurtful to you. Yeah. (sighs) Jeannie's messy. The hot, I would say the hot is such a difficult organ. All right, story two. So this story is featured in the snooth. The (laughs) The snooth. The sleuth newsletter. The sleuth. <laughs> it's Changing mysteries it. and tobacco snuff. <laughs> so it's featured in uh, the sleuth me. Uh, newsletter for January 2021. Ready to go. <laughs> Marnie and Dan had been married for many years when unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, these, of course, are not the rounds. Yes. He became suspicious that she may be having an affair because of her habit of coming home very late from work. I'm sorry, what is the story called? 
Mm. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, not yet. Tell me at the end. Okay, not sorry. yet. This one is called Monetary Motives. Okay, and it has a cute little picture up there. When you guys, if you don't have your uh, snooth, <laughs> stop it. Official new name. I know. If you don't have the sleuth newsletter coming to your email monthly please go onto our website at www.blackmanpi.com and sign up for it okay what was the question okay monetary motives is the name of the story blackman detective services was hired by the client to investigate the situation and find out if his wife was being unfaithful during the initial investigation detectives placed a gps tracker in her vehicle to monitor her whereabouts This turned up no evidence of an affair and the investigation was put on hold. A few years later, Dan approached Blackman for a second time. This time he had found evidence in his wife's cell phone that she was having an affair. Detectives placed the GPS on her vehicle for the second time and they found that she would recently visit, excuse me, routinely visit the apartment of a man who was not her husband. Hoping to confirm that this was the man she was having the affair with, the detective put the man's apartment under surveillance. Marnie continued to visit the apartment, but without concrete evidence of a romantic relationship, the detectives needed more proof. Then they caught a break. Marnie was set to go out of town. Believing that Marnie had lied about the details of her trip, Dan went through her phone and found that her plans were in fact completely different than what she had led him to believe. Dan sent the address that he had found in her phone to the detectives. Again, with the GPS on her vehicle, hoping to confirm her location during the trip, Marnie, in an attempt to, in an attempt at description, left her vehicle in the parking lot of a local business and rode with her suspected boyfriend to the location where they would spend the weekend. Without the GPS to confirm her location, detectives decided to coordinate with the private investigator in that city. The local PI surveilled the apartment and was able to get a video of the couple holding hands and being affectionate with one another, officially confirming the affair. As it turns out, Marnie's incentive for maintaining the marriage was financial. Her husband had previously received a substantial inheritance that Marnie would only have continued access to if she remained Dan's wife. Huh. The end. I wonder, those are those ones that can get real scary. Was she the beneficiary on, like, his life insurance? Would she get all that money if he died? Like, that kind of shit freaks me out. Yes. And we've had situations where people have come up missing, and people have, they have gotten their money because they were the beneficiary of their estates. So this one was, like, super interesting because when people are cheating and they do the whole leave the car in the parking lot and go somewhere else thing, that's so aggravating. Um, for us, <laughs> for, for us, us as investigators, <laughs> right? Just take your car so we can follow you. Come on. <laughs> Could you just stay in the vehicle that you're supposed to be in? That would be really nice. But a lot of people dump their car in yeah. a large parking lot and then take off with somebody else or who knows as long, especially if they feel like you're on to them. So it's one of those things, I guess I've never been like a very financially driven person. Like I'm perfectly content to be a poor hippie. So <laughs> those kinds of things just don't make sense to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you just leave? Why don't you just, just separate? Yeah. Why don't you just, I guess for me, I've always been more, more worried about being happy than being rich. Oh, that's why I love you. Such a good girl. Uh, and just in general, like that's a nice thing. I'm, I'm not even. I'm just saying that's a nice thing. Like people yeah, no, get married for money all the time. Yeah, like some weird. people's purpose in life is to marry for money. <clears throat> it's nice to know that there are regular people out here. My wife did it be. wrong. 
She did it right, Joe. She was trying to marry for money. She did it wrong. I was 18 she, by two say, weeks. She got married too young to realize she needed money. So That's now she's stuck with you. She, she was definitely marrying for love. All right. So I was exciting. curious when you were telling the story. How do you guys follow somebody if they take Lyft? Can you put trackers on Lyfts? No. Can you just no. ask Lyft? Does Lyft ever get subpoenaed like Google? Like we need to know who was in this trip and at what time? I mean, you probably could. That's a beyond our purview for subpoenas and such, but I, we would not definitely be doing the subpoenas. But if we had documentation that the person was in a lift, this was the tag, blah, blah, blah. The attorney could then subpoena the lift company for that information. I don't know what would be in the car, except for maybe who uh, signed up, who paid for the tab. Was it in her name or his name? Or I'm sure like Lyft and Uber have their own policies for their drivers, whether or not to get involved with that kind of stuff. That would be, I feel like that would turn into a super cluster F. That's like a taxi. They don't really get involved. They just I guarantee like- that there's something in their, in their paperwork about how if you want the information, you have to go through like Lyft or Uber headquarters oh, first. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that they're not just going to pull it up. I mean, but there's no. got to be a paper trail because it's tied to a bank account. But because it is tied to a bank account, it's all coont. Uh, and it's all everything's protected in your phone and all these things it's not going to be a quick even if you were to call a taxi they're super advised not to tell people that that information we get the lift driver's information we're like look man we'll keep you as a confidential source we just need to know were they holding hands in the back seat (laughs) tell me don't lie to me got the light over them they have no idea He's not even paying like, attention. Uh, I don't even remember who that was that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless something outrageous. He's like, yeah, no, they were really drunk and threw up all over my car. That's the only thing. That would be gonna... great. That would be great for our case. <laughs> if you threw up in the Lyft driver's car and there was like, what did they charge you? Like 200 bucks or something, something like that, like yeah. clean your car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. <laughs> okay, note that down, Candace. I want to find out about <laughs> Lyft and Ubers. How much information can we really get? All right, my favorite story of the day. You ready? Super excited. All right, this story is called Miss. <laughs> I do know the story title, so that's why I'm excited. <laughs> this story is called Mr. Cumbuckets. <laughs> we told that we told to Allison that's what the title was, and I was like, "We keep it classy over at the sleuth. Don't worry." <laughs> He's like, "Okay, go. I'm excited." Oh. <sighs> Man and wife have been married for Mr. 18 and Mrs. years. Cumbuckets. <laughs> Senor and Senora Cumbuckets have been married to each other for 18 beautiful <laughs> years. And they have a lovely family. He is the CEO of a brewery. And the wife is always just taking care of the paperwork and all of the business stuff. She's also got a side bookkeeping gig. Good times with the families go to football games and hang out and go fishing and all those things that lovely families who love each other do. And their relationship was going along as planned. But there was just no real excitement. Pandemic hits. And uh, wife is starting to work a little bit more than normal. Client enlists the services of Blackman Detective Services to find out what she's doing. We investigators documented the wife coming out of the unknown male's house at least two or three times a week for at least three weeks. The paramour lived about an hour and a half away. So it was pretty obvious 
when she was on her way out there because she would basically tell the husband that she had to do a whole bunch of work or something was going on and then she would be gone for six hours or something. The paramour lived about an hour and a half away and it was becoming pretty obvious when the subject was on the way to spend time with her lover. So the investigator documented the woman multiple times but never got the opportunity to document the two together. So every time we would go to the house, she would come out, but we would never see him. But we would know he was there because all the vehicles were there. And you could see that she was talking to somebody whenever she would come out. But she she was always tossled looking. <laughs> like she might have just had a romp in the hay. Like she, like she just had a romp in the hay. So the hair was a little a extra fluffed. <laughs> One time she came out with the shoes in her hand. Shirt on backwards. <laughs> One leg up, one side gone, (laughs) things like that. So we never got a documentation of the guy out there. So that sucks. So unbeknownst to me, the client got tricky and slick. He decided to get a small audio recorder and placed it in the wife's vehicle. The wife's pattern of infidelity continued for some time. This was like one of the patient, most patient clients I had ever dealt with. Every time the wife would leave to go and prepare some taxes the client would listen to the recording of her conversations when you know they ended up back at home at the end of the day i'm not married maybe and you don't have children but the joe question <laughs> so i'm whenever married with you, children that's why we keep joe on the show we need him for the balance <laughs> married with children perspective <laughs> yep so whenever you guys come home at the end of the day does everybody like hang out together and the wife fixes dinner and you guys will hang out together on a good day but i wouldn't say it's like the most normal. When I say good day, I enjoy that. We get home, hang out. But oftentimes, you know, my kids are older, so they're busy. She cooks most meals that we eat together. I just, I don't I think it, she stops and brings home Chick Fil A, and Joe is pumped. Yeah, she actually just texted me that she brought home Chick Fil A. Like that it. just happened. Called wow. it. Wow! No wonder you're over there looking so excited. I'm not put off the thing that we like. Look. We come home and we're like, "How was your day, dear?" And we spend <laughs> three to five minutes with intense eye contact. That, <laughs> We see your phones uh, shut <laughs> off. The phones shut off. Like we immediately can't wait to shut off our phones and make eye contact. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I want my marriage to be like that. Oftentimes it's more like, you want to watch some TV? Yeah, exactly. It's, and you didn't, well, things don't, together. you did not watch that without me. <laughs> that's my house. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to, you got that family show you can't mess oh, up. Oh, man. Like right now it's Shit's Creek. That's what we're watching as yes. a family. You can't watch it on your own. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's like cheating on the family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't have anything like that. <laughs> yeah, me and James don't watch the same stuff. I, just I don't think there's anything things. wrong with that because sometimes I want to watch the next episode then. Sometimes I lie. <laughs> you have to act surprised I've whenever you watch i have been caught tony's like, you're not really paying attention i'm like yeah i am i totally oh wow <laughs> okay back to the story one day in particular while the subject was cooking dinner because they used to hang out they had their it wasn't three to five minutes of no phone time gazing each other's eyes and talking about the day while holding hands but it, while holding hands, but it was breathing in the same <laughs> tantric, you know, breathing. <laughs> I want to tantric breathe with somebody one day. She'd be like, <laughs> I don't like the idea of that at all. Just have somebody blow up a balloon and hand it to you and suck that in. Uh, I bet it's the same thing. Oh, uh, COVID. Stop. COVID. COVID Ew, gross. Next. Okay. So one day in particular, while subject was cooking dinner, client heard 
a follow-up conversation on an incident that happened to the subject while she was shopping for dinner. So we know that he had this recorder in the car, and I don't really know the details, didn't want to know the details about how he did and how, whatever. But he tells me that he's sitting at the table, and he's listening in his ear the recording from the car after she got home. She had stopped to shop for some dinner and he hears the phone call that she makes when she gets in back in the car and she goes, come on. (laughs) She gets on the phone and she's in the car on speakerphone, of course, because everybody's car has a speakerphone that everybody inside and outside the car can hear (laughs) what you're saying. (laughs) And she says, while I was in the store, I had to run to the bathroom and he's what? And she's, I had a big wad of cum slide down my legs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so at first, the guy didn't know whether she was, like, upset <laughs> or not. And you could hear the hesitation. He didn't know if he should, like, laugh or are you going to break up with me? How are you feeling? <laughs> and she says, of course I'm not upset. I just thought this is so funny, Mr. Cumbuckets. <laughs> I would hope that he would break up with her after that. The client was disgusted. <laughs> Obviously. As he watched her fix dinner and prepare the lunch for his children for the next day. She obviously had just finished whatever with her lover. So the client took the pants that she was wearing and brought them back to Blackman Detective Services. <laughs> we sent them off for testing and found on the garment both male and female DNA. Our client decided he could not be with this woman who was going to be so disrespectful. And they separated, divorced, and he now has a new love in his life that he's much more confident in. The end. <laughs> Is it often that you guys are like trying to be like, does that count? Is that enough? Does that? Oh, yeah. And then when something like this happens, you're like, I got it. Yeah. All the time. This was perfect. So there was one client who was desperate for us to have a photo of the man's penis in another woman's mouth. She's like, can you get that? And we're like, no. Short of me becoming the prostitute. (laughs) No, I don't think so. That's why I was like, uh, you don't have that much money, lady. You do yeah, not exactly. have that much money. So this that's was- where the line was for her. <laughs> like we were talking earlier about like, where is the line? For her, and, but that's that was what the they line. Want. That's what they want. They want sex. They want it happening. They want the actual physical affection. And I think part of it is natural in that you don't want to believe it's true. So you don't want to believe it's actually happening until you have that hard physical proof. You can still somehow have... Some give yourself some sort of doubt in the back. You can still be skeptical. Maybe they're just talking and it's not real. But then once you hear your wife saying, calling another man, Mr. Cumbuckets, I think, uh, <laughs> think you got proof there. So the problem with that proof and the reason why we had to go the extra step and do the DNA testing is because that's wire tapping. You cannot put a recording in somebody else's car. You cannot use that tape in so was, court. I guess his name wasn't on the vehicle. It, it had nothing to do. It, was it listening, didn't matter. It's listening to the conversation. Okay. I guess because there's a certain expectation of privacy. If the car automatically recorded it, that would be different. Right. But sure. Like, yeah. 
A lot of times when we're working these cases where it's really difficult to find evidence that is wham, bam. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Pun intended. intended? Yeah. Or the money shot. That's why. Come on. That's why I usually call it the money shot. Stop it. It's a big deal. (laughs) The big deal. (laughs) Don't act like you don't know what you're saying. I didn't though for a little bit. I was really no, no, the money shot. Is, <laughs> no, the money shot. I've been using that one for a while now. I mean, Allison taught me that one. That I believe. Yeah. So I'm glad he left her alone because that was a little bit too much. And she was. This was a pattern. She was doing this a lot. He was one of those people who just didn't want to tear apart his family. But at some point, you have he didn't to realize. Tear it apart. She right, did exactly. But what's always amazing to me is like the people who continue to make it work for the kids and you have absolutely like no idea that they're not in a good space. And then the poor little children are just like torn up. Would you be one of those people who decided to stay with your person just for the sake of your children? Or is your happiness more important and not being played like a fool every day? This is one of the very reasons I don't have children. So I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. I mean, can you act like maybe if you did have a child, what would you feel? I feel like it's one of those, it's like being on an airplane. You put your own mask on before you put your kids on. I think you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of your kids. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to be fully there for them because you're going to be in pain. So you can't be all that you could be as a mother if you're in pain. And now I feel like I'm you can't be hurting for the army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean. I, I feel do. like you, you. I feel like there's plenty of children that gl- grow up what completely well adjusted from a divorced household. I think it's that the people don't want to make the change that's necessary. Uprooting a family with Absolutely. like kids and all that stuff. You're talking about new it's another work. house. It's a big. It's a big deal. Yeah. So is it? Do you even care that much? Like some people just say, "Look, I know that this is what's happening. I just need to like get through these next like seven years, and then I can." do whatever I want to do at that point. Joe? I remember one time we were having like a barbecue or something and we had some buddies over, like another married couple. And my daughter was younger at the time. So I remember her being small. She ran up during to the group and asked me a question like, daddy, who do you love more, me or mommy? And I said, mom. (laughs) And it greatly offended the other people that were there. And I remember thinking like, why shouldn't I love her more? So I guess my point is, if you're at that point where you're like, am I staying together for the kids? You might have missed the boat already on trying to fix the marriage and make the marriage good. Sure. Uh, but I th- would like to think I would be the kind of person that would do everything possible to make it work. Yeah. I don't know. I'm an oddball when it comes to this stuff. So I was like, I can't answer. I have a perfect relationship. I'm like the worst <laughs> guest for this it's episode. So bad. When that's, it. why I, that's why I wanted to ask him that. During our like, nightly you know, eye contact, <laughs> tantric breathing, breathing, breathing. No, breathing. She dropped my hand. You might be breathing. <laughs> might be breathing. I mean, she had to sneeze, but she still let go of my hand. It was unacceptable. Exactly. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. I think cheating's got to be a tough thing because everything's got to be so individual. I think it's really hard. It's one of those things that's got to be really hard to make like general rules for stuff. 
because everybody's got their own feelings about everything and your relationship is your relationship with the person and everybody's got their own set of expectations. So I think it's real tough. Like I side with you and say, there's tons of kids that made it through divorce and they're fine. And then there's tons of kids that went through divorce and it screwed them up. Right. Don't think it's not one of those cookie cutter things where it's boom. Yeah. There it is. It's not a black and white situation. You don't know how you'd react if something like that happened to you, if Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened to you. I've told Tony before, and I'm definitely the oddball on this one. I'm like, I I guess for me, because I'm, it's just to me, like having a relationship with someone, if you cheat on someone like emotionally and relationship wise, that's one thing. If you get drunk and kiss somebody like. To me, I'm like, I don't, I honestly don't care if that happens. And I know that I'm the weird one on that end, but I know that if something like that happens, it doesn't mean that our relationship is necessarily in danger. People truly can make mistakes. So I think that there's, like you said, there's so many different like gray areas and stuff for things. And it, it depends on the people in the relationship and on what happened and blah, blah. And it's definitely not a black or white thing. What's most important is that people communicate successfully, not one-sided because then things get messy. But okay, I get what you're so, saying, though. Most people would probably agree that it would hurt a lot more if it was like a premeditated, I did this because I'm sick of you, rather than I made a mistake, a series of bad decisions led me to a thing. But that but could also be, willing, be super hurtful. But you like also that. have to be willing <laughs> right. to admit that. And a lot of times we come across situations where that person just will not admit it. And that is what is destroying the relationship more than the fact that there's cheating happening. It's the fact that you just can't or won't or refuse whatever your reason is to own up to your part. So a lot of people can forget things when you're honest about what's happened. Yeah, and that's you hear that all as a married guy who's been married for a long time, my wife has said to me, it's not so much that you did the dumb thing, it's that you lied about right, doing the dumb right. thing. I don't know. And I can give a personal example. I don't care. I'll call myself out. Like one time, this is before Tony and I were married. I but love when you call <laughs> This is before we were married. One night I made a series of dumb decisions and it resulted in me like kissing another man. And I, me being who I am, I was really drunk. These aren't excuses. These are just facts. I woke <laughs> up and I was mortified. And literally the instant I woke up, I told Tony what happened. And he didn't talk to me for a few days. But like we worked through it because he knew that it wasn't me. Like he said, malicious. it was me being dumb and it had way more to do with me and my own insecurities than it had anything to do with him. Right. So- I think there's things that you can work through. And that was, I'm a very open and honest person. Like I literally instantly told him. And so I feel like that's an example of, you know. And a lot of people work through it. Like the stats are crazy. Like the amount of marriages that have survived infidelity. It's way more than you think. Thinking it's like not a lot of people survive it. I'm not married. We all know this. And this is probably TMI or gross or all of the above. I like it. Whatever. So I, I don't know what I was on or why I even saw this, but I come across this product called Drip Stick. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm so scared. So it is a product that you as a woman can use after having sex. You know, if so that you don't have what our friend had it happened to her in the, uh, Stop in the store. It. So you push it up there <gasps> and you like twirl it and bring it down and it sucks up like the excess semen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. OK. Oh, the, my God. Like, why does so, that need to be a thing? Listen, literally. OK, <laughs> clean up on Al V. 
literally what went through my head after sex every single time the ninja roll off the bed penguin walk to the bathroom and camp out on the toilet was not the business wipes and pads helped with the outside but all of it was on the inside that's why Dripstick was created. A quick, easy, internal solution for those of us who are still looking for one. Somebody By just dripping. got some free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's <laughs> hold on, I just can I get I give you one more. This thing was hilarious to me. Cause again, I'm not married. So that's I don't even I've never <sighs> even uh, you know, that's just not even something I deal with. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you poor women. What a horrible thing. Okay, my last uh, Google five-star review from Aubrey. This is my second order. I love these things. No one likes to talk about cleanup after sex, but my husband and I have always been so open about it, and he knows I just can't roll over and go to sleep after sex. And these next day, tr- and then the next day trickle out, ew. These have made cleanup a breeze, and the following day nice and dry. Thanks for a clever and seriously amazing product. Good Lord. How hilarious is this? I've read every Google review. Hundred. Could have saved and, a marriage from the story we heard earlier. No shade to anyone if anyone's listening and they swear by these right. or something. This is just not something I've had to deal with personally, and I. No. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Sorry. Maybe, like I said, TMI. This is so totally. No, I mean I could again TMI myself, but it's unnecessary. It's just it's not an issue that I've had. <laughs> We'll say that. I didn't know this was like a thing. No, I that's mean, what I'm saying. You didn't? No, you, I did not know this was a thing. Girl, it's a thing. So look it up, y'all. Awkwardessentials.com. I'm going to pass on that. All right. I did find the statistic, though. This is from the, the same Institute for Family Studies research. The percentage of people who had in a relationship where they cheated on their spouse, 53% of them at the time of this statistic were still married. So like you said, it's probably higher than most people think. Because it's not worth it. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> oh, wait, but this is something interesting I want to bring up. Jamie, <laughs> did you notice that all the stories you told the woman was the cheater? Oh, damn. Does that say something about black men or about you? Hmm. Like mm. our cases or is this just the ones you find more interesting or? Ooh. Your clients are younger. I don't know. But is it generally men who come to us with cheating? I feel like it's about 50-50 and you just picked three women cases. I think it says more about Miss Mitchell over there. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree. I'm um, just teasing. No, but I'm thinking like at one point I used to think it was. It usually does seem like it's women. I, I think it is more men come don't. to black men about cheating than women do. That's odd, though. I think it's because women can figure that shit out themselves. Men need help. Well, it's very interesting because usually pre-corona, all the domestic stuff was people who were married. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting a lot of dating and haven't quite gotten married yet, just random relationships. So I think that's pretty cool. So I don't know. These things, these three just stood out in my head. Yeah. Great show today. <laughs> oh, let's see if anybody answered my Facebook question. Yes. And then we're going to uh, do this little post roll ad. Sorry. My marketing girl set it up. Shout out to Jess. Let's see. Two hours later, still zero replies. All right. 
The Sleuth is brought to you by Blackman Detective Services, <laughs> serving North Carolina since 1993. You can check out our comprehensive list of services through our website, www.blackmanpi.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter and get routine updates on what our sleuths are up to. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.